You're listening to Kapow, the pop culture podcast, comics, television, movies, and more. If it impacts fan culture, we have something to say about it. And now, your hosts, Michael, Jordan, Cliff, and Seth. Four, three, two, one. Hi, I'm the illustrious Michael K. Easton. I am Jordan Lowe. I'm Cliff Barnes. Seth. Welcome back, everybody. It's Kapow, the Pop Culture Podcast. We are in the midst of uh, voting for local publication. Clutch MOV is doing their Best of the Mid-Ohio Valley, of which we are located. We are nominated for Best Podcast, Best Local Podcast. There's about, what, a dozen or so on the ballot? Supposedly. Mm. A couple of them we like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, speaking of, I... Uh, then there's the Ogres. Yes. I saw uh, Rem- one Remington uh, of the Ogres the just the other day. Stopped in at his work, take care of some business, and uh, and I mentioned that to him. I was like, man, it must be nice to, uh, to get nominated for Best Podcast when you only put out five episodes a year. <laughs> wow. Oh, the shade. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go into his place of business <laughs> hey i will say this i haven't wow. listened to all of them i don't know the quality that's out there but i guarantee we beat all of them in quantity oh guaranteed we are a quantity over quality <laughs> nobody operation. put more episodes out than us yeah this talking about being in the midst oh. of episodes that's us but uh yeah but uh, it seems there's several there's a couple like sports centric podcasts Okay. There's a if couple. Like that. There's a couple nerd centric like us, mm-hmm. yeah. Dueling Ogres, the Deep Culture Podcast, our mm-hmm. friends from Comics and Kicks and St. Mary's, they're up there. And then there's some other like uh, podcasts that like they're trying to do good in the world. There's one about like positive mental health. Um, there's some about like local history and tourism. You know, yeah, like that that sort of thing. So who listens I don't know to who that? Needs, Whatever you like, man. I don't know who needs that, but. <laughs> but no, I did congratulate uh Remington. Um in all honesty, they are uh he he has finished up his his schooling and has more time and they seem to be back on a on a regular schedule again putting out episodes. So it's it's nice to hear that they're you know putting out content uh more consistently now. So that sounds good. So, yeah, if you just discovered us through this, welcome. This episode is kind of our – this is a more of our baseline. We're going to talk some TV, the kind of stuff we've been enjoying. We're going to give you some reviews, some recommendations, and probably tease Michael a little bit before it's all done, and then we'll we'll get out of here. So that's that's pretty much how we roll. So where are we starting? Probably on the CW, I would guess. We're all comic book fans. We just had a show debut, Superman and Lois. Our dad told us all these stories about growing up here. Tell you it sucks? Actually, I think he kind of loved it. We came here as a family. It's too dangerous for them to know. It's more dangerous if they don't. You're Superman? No, we've seen Superman before. We've seen him. You told the boys you're Superman. Couldn't lie to him anymore. This is gonna keep my family together. Clark, it's gonna tear it apart. All the times you were gone, you lied to me, you both did. I can't just abandon the world. The world will always need Superman. Right now, this family needs you more. <laughs> this made Michael's year, this this pilot oh. episode. I didn't even know had, the show existed. I had nerdgasm after nerdgasm. After like, how nerdgasm. long have we known about this show? Um, they have popped up on other series, Supergirl. Well, yeah, that's... like the crossover. So these characters, the actors. I thought were... he was just the Supergirl, Superman. Yeah. So well, Mexican minion wasn't what they <laughs> called him. He... I think it came out of the news of them canceling Supergirl and starting this. 
But I think, well, I think what happened with the CW Arrowverse shows is once we we had a Superman in that universe, everybody was like, oh, why don't we have Superman? We need more Superman. And so they naturally started looking into, can this be a show? Will the actors do it? Um, how would we do it? You know, was, what point would we pick it up um, in, in his story, in his life? Um, and that's how we got this. So, and I gotta uh, admit, it's 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 novel. It's something we haven't seen before, and a kind of a it's not an origin story. It's not how they met. It's not newlywed. It's not dating. It's like they're an established couple. They've been around. They they've been married for a while, and now here's a whole different era we've never really explored uh, on the the TV or movie side of things. I I have not seen it. I just saw the preview, like what's behind Cliff there. Picture and, I, and saw that little thing, and he's like a very happy guy, a very happy Superman. Hmm. Yeah, for the most part. Um, Michael, what? Oh, you're, there. you're you're the Superman guy, so this is Superman with kids. Kids. Yes. The, twins. <laughs> Which that's what they did with the Crisis on the CW is. At, when he was first twins. mentioned, it it sounded like he had a kid, and then when it, everything got merged together, like he's on the phone with her, and she's talking about twin boys, and he's like twins, mm-hmm. and we get the illusion that they're really small, or I mean at least that's what I thought, but we open we open up with this, and they pretty much give us a quick recap of Superman, what he is, and. That opening scene of him showing his costume the first time, like that in the background on Cliff's, uh, and, and they used like the green PT Cruiser is the closest thing to the vehicle on the cover of the first action yeah. comics of Superman. Like that was, oh, that was that was my jam. That was so good. And then I'm showing like. In a million years, I never thought they would show the original Superman. I think originally, costume. it was a fifty-four crest line. Is that what it or was? was Riverdale again? Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know, but <laughs> that's a Riverdale reference. <laughs> but no, Sorry, right. that's all I got. I didn't see the show, but I do want to comment on the sons, yes. son, twin sons of Tatooine. <laughs> Ooh. But it, it was just, it was so good. And them showing that, I mean, I mean, that's more like the Flesher cartoon version of the Superman costume of what mm-hmm. they made. And it was, it was just great when he looks down at the kid and he's like, thanks, my mom made him, made it when he's like talking about yeah. the cool costume. Is that, is yeah, that an original like, line or have I, have I heard that before mm-hmm. or is that original? Superman and, movie. And the, is yeah, that from in the, the original? Okay. Well, even in the original comic book, the backstory was that she made his costume out of the blanket that, you know, he was set right. in. And right. it, it shows, like, I remember reading it where, and, like, Christopher Reeve up... did that line in, in the original? Yes. Okay, because it, it I said it sounded familiar. It's such a good line that it, it did sound familiar. Though. It, it does feel like they basically tapped right into the Christopher Reeves movies and just basically a, a modern continuization that Brandon Ralph's version failed with. Well, that's what I. After that first ten minutes, I texted you. I must have been the first one to watch it, because I, you know, we are inundated with Zack Snyder stuff, and we're right. Oh, the Snyder cuts coming out, and we're doing a sequel to this. We're doing it, and it's like that's the Superman we've been hit over the head with for the last several years. Mm. I said, and the first ten minutes of this was so 180 degrees different from the Zack Snyder version. In a good way. And for the better, yeah, yeah, it was that warmth, that idea of hope, and and humor, and and like he's doing it because he loves humanity, and he he wants to help people, and not he doesn't have a chip on his shoulder, and it's not dark and violent and angry, like it just seemed, it got off on the right foot, especially and and it condensed the origin down, it didn't rehash a bunch of stuff, and it got some cool action scene, like he stops a, a nuclear meltdown with heat vision awesome. and, 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 you know, giant uh, block of ice. And, like, yeah. it, Which, it was, it was, the stakes were huge and the effects look good. The costume looks good. Like, so in that first 10 minutes, we got just a little micro movie almost 
of, mm-hmm. of the a whole story. The whole and history. And then we of move Superman. on to the family stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I just it 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 nailed it right out out of the gate for me. Yeah, it really sinks that, its hooks into you in that first ten minute montage, just giving you just what we need, just all you need to know. We don't have to rehash it all, but it it explains everything we need to going into this thus far. And that's straight out of like freezing the water and carrying that glacier. I mean, that's right out of one of the Superman movies. I forget which one it is, but he he does that also. I think it's maybe Superman two. Oh, two? does he do it? In two? Oh, I don't know. But that, what I wasn't that the one that. There was the whole thing about uh, it's been forever. I'm not gonna guess. It was about having kids, or weren't they gonna, or did they have kids, or were gonna have kids? And they, that was that was a subject that came up. Like, could she? Yeah, how do they so, do it? How so do they, did they cover how the, they do it? He had to go yes. in the booth and get rid of his powers first. No, ah. <laughs> in the in the comic book, he used gold kryptonite to impregnate her. It so she could carry. I'm the glad I asked. By the way. <laughs> 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 and, you guys had multiple answers. In this CW universe, it's already been covered that she gets pregnant. He takes um he takes her off planet in his rocket ship while she's pregnant to um a, a different planet. Different gravity pool. What no. <laughs> so <laughs> he takes her to a planet that has a red sun. So oh. when the babies are born, they don't have powers that would injure her. Right. He's not all hype, amped up. And then they, yes. Well, and then they come back after the babies are born. And until we find out in this show, um, they don't have any powers apparently up until at this point. So that and they don't even like know their dad. They don't know their dad is Superman. Yes. They, they have not been told he is Superman. It's all a big secret between him and Lois and her, apparently her father, the general um, of, of that he's Superman. So, and then what happens Father's the general Lois, yeah, Sam Lane. Yeah. They get great car shows. Because he's he's busting up cars all the time. He's he's like knocking. But that uh, that's what I was thinking. This is going to work out great because I bet he smashes a lot of crest lines. <laughs> I will say there's one thing this show did that it seems every incarnation film and TV has to do is kill Mon Pa Kent. I don't. I never get that. I don't know why that that is a comic thing. To become a comic book superhero, yet you know some parental figure has to die, and you become. But Superman, his tragedy is Krypton. Like you don't have to spur him to action by killing Ma or Pa. But this show just did, and like to me, that those are great characters you can use for other stuff. They don't have to die just to you know. Superman wouldn't be a great hero unless his mom or dad died. Like he doesn't yeah. need that. Yeah, and it wastes the possibility to have those characters around and, and, and add something well, to the show. You know, even going into like the Smallville, you know, CW's previous long running Superman show, Smallville, uh, for most of those seasons, he had parents growing up, you know, even as a teenager, even in high school, even through that, he had both parents to, um, you know, to teach him morals, to set him on the right path, to, you know, to make him who he, who he was. And it was, it was, but I always enjoyed that. You, you could go along the lines that they did kind of follow that because it's like in the, the Smallville, his dad had a heart attack. And yeah, died. eventually. Mm-hmm. And they did the same thing in this one, except for he looked exactly like Christopher Reeves version at that teenage age. I mean, I think they were trying to do both at the same time, and then and they then can of course, do flashbacks if they want to use those characters, they'll do flashbacks. Yeah, but it also what it also did, um, you know, it created the it moved the story along in this case because uh, when Ma when Ma Kent dies, Martha Kent dies, um, it gives us a reason to bring the teenage sons back to the Kent farm um, and, and for the story to take place back in Smallville for the most part. So, so that's, what's going to happen um, is, is 
she dies. They come back for the funeral. Um, and of course we meet, we meet Lana Lang and, uh, and, and her she family. Little spicy. Yeah, she was. Um, and, and her husband was terrible. I, I feel like for her husband's character, they said, okay, do you know who Timothy Elephant is? Act exactly like him because that was the vibes I was totally getting if I hmm. said his name correctly. Nope. Close enough. Maybe. It's, we, it was we, totally, we totally, totally justified. I had a customer say, do you think, what if Lana's kid is Clark's too? That like he he knocked up Lana before he left Smallville. I'm like, I don't think you can do a deadbeat dad superhero Superman no. story and, no. and and make it make sense. But so, uh, other people are out there using their imagination and trying to try to add drama to this. I was paying very close attention to the colors the kids were wearing because you know in Smallville he always had red on or some version mm-hmm. until he became the blur. Um, and I I noticed that see which one was it jordan which was was weird because jordan had night terrors and my jordan when he was a little kid he had night terrors (laughs) but uh jordan at one point was wearing a red sweater that was similar to small to smallville yeah and if you notice jonathan was wearing a lot of green through that episode Hmm. so i was like you know green is usually natural the villain color and so but the whole time they're playing it the opposite that jonathan is the the cool one. He's the all-star football player, you right. know? So yeah, we're introduced to these two sons pretty, pretty early on. One is very classic Americana looking, um, you know, very like Michael said, he's the star quarterback. He looks very athletic. Like you would expect the one's other, an Archie and one's a that's Jughead. Exactly, that's, 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 that's the Archie. Yes. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, understand. The, Speaking ju- my language, and Jughead has, you know, he has a long curly hair. Um, he obviously has an, some sort of anxiety problem. He's seeing a therapist, um, and eating disorder, right? Very withdrawn. <laughs> Very withdrawn. He plays video games, listens to loud music. The other guy's on on a video chat with his girlfriend, his brother. Um, so complete opposites, right? They're the odd couple. And then we're led to it hints at, you know, what if the if Jonathan, the reason he's so athletic and good at sports is maybe he has a little bit of Superman powers. That's why he can throw. Yeah, because they saw, yeah, like they show a flashback where he's a little kid and he's throwing a football and he hits the rope and it it he basically bursts the, the rope or whatever when he's trying to throw it through the tire. So that gives you your first inclination that maybe he he is the one with powers. Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Sounds like for sure. He's bursted ropes. So, yeah. So then, um, so they come back for the funeral. We meet Lana, Lana's kid, um, who the one twin obviously has a immediate crush on because that one summer they met her years ago and hung out. He's still holding on to that apparently. And then, uh, it's, we find out through Lana that Martha has a, took out a reverse mortgage on the farm and should have gone to the general should have in order to help the people of the town. She was giving them (laughs) money, saving their farms with that money you know, whatever anybody needed, they came to Martha Kent. She was, had basically became the savior of the town. So she dies. They find out about the reverse mortgage and they have to make a decision. Superman and Lois have to make a decision of, do we take the payoff from the reverse mortgage? And you know, it sold, uh, the bank owns the farm or do we take over and pay the difference on the mortgage? And, um, conveniently Clark gets fired from the daily planet. Uh, so he doesn't have a job. And so that prompts and them. A, Go ahead. The, the daily planet is owned by Morgan edge, which is a long term, long time, uh, DC villain, um, in multiple different versions. But I think that even goes back to like the seventies version of him buying the daily planet and like downsizing it constantly. 
So you're. So I assume by the end you find out that the other kid's the one was in the football for his brother. <laughs> it was uh, it gets a little bright burn by the end. Like the kid's a little scary when he 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 learns he has powers that he. Did he anybody might... ever watch that? Is that no, any good? No, no, no idea. <laughs> but yeah, what happens is at the funeral they go into the barn, and for some reason Dad is always saying you're not allowed to go in the barn. There's a lot of scary stuff in there. So they go in there to fix the router that happens to be up high in the loft. And Jordan's the one that goes up there and fixes it. And he slips on a bunch of like steel pipes that are up there. And as he falls down on the ground, the steel pipes are coming down. And that's when Jonathan jumps in the way. So you think that later on when they come out of it and they just barely have scratches, you, you're led to believe again that Jonathan was the one that saved them. And Lois and Clark both think that's what's going on. So uh but we, no. we but yeah so after after that happens uh jordan gets very suspicious of what's going on and they start going rooting around in the the barn and, and they find uh kal-el's spaceship that he came to earth in and that's when they kind of flip out on their parents and i i will tell you like jordan's acting ability in, in this scene whatever the characters or the actor's name is was great like i mean that was total like a teen angst moment of them basically saying against their their parental figure that you're worthless and you don't care about me and and i mean that was a really good scene yeah this this is it's an odd thing especially for a cw show to focus on you know pa older parents <laughs> you know it's not hotshot young heroes it's 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 a said it's a different era of this but I definitely like the setting. You know, looking at Smallville of today, what would what would Smallville look like with you know the economy the way the way it is? You know, small towns across America are dying and 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 drying up, and that that idea of like these places need hope. They need someone like Superman, and you know the the anxiety people in small towns and all across America are facing. So like, it's that's cheesy, but like he's the hero we need right now. Mm -hmm. it, you know, Smallville is the place he needs to be. So that's like, I don't know. This the this show might might be the same as all the other CW shows, but for this pilot episode, like it was just so strong in its theme and its message and the the brightness and the hope and the the stuff the stuff I like in superheroes that right. a lot of times Hollywood tries to draw out of and make them dark and gritty. So I I liked the warm family. You know, they there were some squabbles, but you could tell they all loved each other. Like the drama is going to be elsewhere. It's not you know this this core family are are very loving and kind and hopeful. It's like it's it's what it's what pop culture needs at the moment. And if I <laughs> if I may say so, yeah, I'd seen some criticism online about the show. Um, I can't say I agree with it, but but it, it, the criticism I saw uh, most commonly was people. There's a, there's a scene where. Uh, it's basically Clark chooses taking care of his, of his family full time rather than taking care of everybody else. He chooses his family over, you know, everybody else in the world, which he really doesn't. He's still going to be Superman. He's still going to do Superman stuff. But uh, the, but there was some criticism about that, um, just the premise of the show. And I, I totally disagreed. Like, I, I thought it was interesting that Superman and Lois have kids that um, they're not terrible. They just seemed, you know, like kids. And I, I, I want, I kind of want to see where it goes. Uh, you know, see if they can keep it going. See if they can improve and get some good storylines out of it. Take some stuff, hopefully, out of the comics instead and of, um, you know, instead of going down that that dark and gritty stuff that we have everywhere in DC. So. And, and seeing Superman battle with that of, you know, am I good? Am I being a bad father because I'm Superman? You know, I'm always gone. And I mean, that's something that's brought up time and time again that, you know, he's never around and, you know, he's saving the world, but, mm -hmm. you know, it, it, he's not being a good dad and he's constantly questioning that. And in all of this, there's a bad guy. Um, 
there's there's a guy that is in a space suit we see and he's causing these this damage to these nuclear power plant these nuclear facilities superman has to keep rushing in and saving um so we is being told to us that he's doing it to study superman to see you know how he reacts what what his move is here how you know uh what all he can do and then they have a fight and the guy's like Superman kind of, you know, he uses his super speed and he's like, huh, thought you'd be faster. You know, he's a, he's a match for him. He makes him chase him all over the city and Superman can't catch him. He's a, he, he, uh, eventually he's got a piece of kryptonite and, and stabs Superman with it. And he falls to the ground almost, you know, to his end. But of course he's Superman. Um, but can we talk about those scenes of him up in space? Like yeah. that looked so good to me of him floating up there and like just the little, little nuances of him kind of like listening or trying to see like that. Just it's, it just looks so majestic of him up in space. And then when we see him after he gets stabbed with the, uh, the uh, kryptonite and him falling, I mean, I, that looks so good to me. Yeah. It didn't look like a, a cheap it didn't look like they had a budget like a lot of times it does on cw so but i thought it was all good and uh spoil you know we we've kind of given the episode away the last spoiler do we want to do we kind of want to talk about it hell yes we do (laughs) so michael tell me tell me how what this is Okay, so during this fight with with this being in this armor suit that looks very Metroid, and and he's uh, he did, and he's talking about his planet. Yeah, and... like he he has the exact same origin as Superman does. He's he's the only one left from his planet, and you know he's basically there to battle Superman and show that he's not a hero. Do you have any thoughts, Jordan? Before I do this reveal. I I didn't I didn't get any I didn't get what was going on so okay so at the very end he's in a suit and he takes off his helmet and we see the back of his scalp and he's talking to his AI he's in a ship in the Antarctic it looks like and she's saying that she needs to do upgrades to his armor and she calls him Captain Luther so or everyone's speculating like Oh, like who is this guy? Because you, we already have John Cryer as Lex Luthor in this mm-hmm. world. So who is this guy? Immediately, I went to the Silver Age, because uh, I was explaining this all to my wife, Christy, about the planet Lexor. That in Silver Continuity, there's a nice callback. Uh, <laughs> Lex found like I forget the origin, but. The gist is, is that he thought, oh, I, I remember. Lex Luthor wants a fair fight with Superman, so they go to a planet that has a red sun, so he doesn't have powers there. And they they find that, that it's actually inhabited, and it ends up becoming a, a reverse story where Lex becomes the hero of this, this world, and they rename the planet Lexor, and he's the ruler, he's the hero. And in every interaction that they have, Superman's always made to look like the bad guy and Lex is the hero. Well, in the fi- in the final battle on this planet, it's going to uh, basically deteriorate and explode just like Krypton. So he embeds the planet with this needle that like down to the core that keeps it stable. Well, of course, with one of these fights with Superman, that's damaged and it explodes, but he of course blames Superman as the reason why, you know, this planet was that, that he was the ruler of. Um, And I mean, there's different versions and stories. So this is where I'm thinking that this, this black Lex Luthor is actually from the multiverse from a different earth, earth three. And, you know, he's from that world where Superman, he believes destroyed his planet. That's where I'm going with it. Hmm. I didn't know. I didn't have a theory. So, I'll just say okay, and, and I just I just read an article the other day. They were talking about Lex Luthor being black, 
And, you know, was he black in the animated show that was on, um, like the Justice League and the Superman cartoons? Because if you look at his complexion, it's darker. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they were talking about, like, the um, features on his face and stuff. Like, he looked more like a black character. So they were asking, like, you know, was he always portrayed as a black character on here? And it was just never called out. Hmm. The Bruce Tim verse. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. So. so yeah, Superman and Lois guys. I only had like, I loved it so much and I'm going to quit talking because I could go on and on about this. But the only thing I did not like was the muscle suits of the costume because when he was in the Supergirl uh, guest stars mm-hmm. he didn't have a fake muscle suit underneath he looked fine in that yeah he didn't have to like i mean that's more christopher reeves but for some reason in this one they decided that he needed to look more bulked up so obviously he's wearing fake muscles in both versions of the costume and all that all that super stubble like i like a clean the, the shave like, superman i said that too i was like evidently he hasn't decided he hasn't figured out how he shaves yet with the piece of of lead. And now we know you like we know you like Henry Cavill's chest hair, but we don't like we don't like excess <laughs> stuff. Well, see, I even had something to say about that. I, I told I told my wife I said his collar is too high on his neck. Like, he did look like kind of funny needs, in, in places here. Because the way the cape flows behind them, it's very off-putting because it's pushed up too high on the shoulders. Where it, like. If you like the version on Supergirl, it, it's cut across his collarbone and goes up where that's yeah. how it should be. But how how was the piping? Here's something we've not talked about in more than a year. Superhero piping costume. Are piping. you referring to what happened on the Red Sun planet where they had the kids? <laughs> <laughs> I did I did I did like that. In the homemade version of the Superman costume, you could see up close that it was it was threads. And then when they show the the regular version of it, it it's got more of a design to it, more closer to the the Kryptonian version on Man of Steel, yeah, Henry Cavill version. All right, so it, it was it was great. We enjoyed it. We think there is lots of potential there, and we hope it stays as strong. Uh, another bit of CW news. There is no Arrowverse crossover scheduled for 2021. That was announced a while back just due to mm-hmm. COVID. COVID COVID restrictions and it cast. It would be impossible to move cast members from one production to another. So and, and the and the scheduling, you know, if one if one production got shut down for a while, that you know, the scheduling would be off forever. So. The the fan you know we kind of blew it up with Crisis last year and had the biggest one we ever had so I think taking a year off won't won't hurt anything. Um, and the other the only other the superhero shows to debut so far is Batwoman season two, um, which we know Ruby Rose left the starring role. And I remember us talking we figured the ratings would be really high when it came back because people would want to know what happened. But apparently the ratings have had a really dramatic decline. Hmm. Uh, the premiere, the first season premiere, had 1.8 million viewers, and by the final episode, it was down to 740 thousand. So that's a pretty obvious, you know, when a show first premieres, it's way up, and then it, it drops a little bit. But the season two premiered at 659 thousand, which Ouch. was below the worst. Season one did, and then episode two lost another forty thousand viewers, and it, so it like people a few people tuned in to see what happened, but it's it's it didn't gain anyone for sure. But this yeah, uh, Ruby Rose is gone. There is a plane crash, and they just find her suit. They don't find her, so they left it open. Of you know, is she dead or you know, can she come back at some point? So this new character, Ryan Wilder, uh, a homeless woman, finds the suit, um, and just through, you know, necessity, ends up putting it on and meeting. Hey, you find a suit, uh, you put it on. Right. I mean, you, you guys seen meets... the Santa Claus? <laughs> this the show is kind of. I happen to know bat, that the Santa Claus. Uh, Jordan has seen the Santa Claus. 
<laughs> Man, the callbacks, the nostalgia tonight, are back oh. way into the archive. So, yeah, um, but the problem with this show is every character, every plot line is revolved around Ruby Rose. Her dad runs mm. the Crows, who mm-hmm. are like the police force. Her sister is Alice, the main yeah. villain. Her ex-girlfriend works and the police force. Like yeah. everything going on is about her. So you just shoehorn in a new character, no matter how interesting she is, she does, she has no ties to anything going on. So they worked it into, um, she, she, when she was young, she was adopted by this mom and Alice, Alice's gang killed her adopted mom. So that's some way to, t- you know, she wants revenge on Alice. Hmm. So there's just this, the tiniest way to kind of, Start tying her into what what in the world is going on. You but cannot that, be a bat character without having a death in the family. Well, yeah, that's yeah. It's like Superman. You got to have that tragedy. But uh, the the first episode, it, it had a pretty good scene. As she, you know, she's a homeless person. She she's going to see her social worker. So it was a lot like that scene in the Joker. Of like you know I'm just a number to you I don't matter to you like the city is just you know they had a good scene talking about you know the, the unseen population of Gotham who no one's looking out for but it it there's been four or five episodes I I think I'm caught up on it and it's like it hasn't really reached those heights since and it's just sort of treading ground so once all these other you know, Flash is coming back and Legends will be back yeah. this fall or this 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 spring so. If there's more than that to watch, I'll, I'm probably going to drop it. It's just not it's not held my attention. She, the, the actress uh, Javicia Leslie, she's she's fine as the character. It's just I'm just not not interested in the plot, and it's just not. There's nothing about it has really hooked me uh, to, to keep watching. So. Yeah, the Flash will be back next Tuesday, and he beefed up this season. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> what, how's that suit looking? Yeah, that's a piping. I, I think it's looking mighty tight. What what shade of red? Are we tight right piping. The red is redder. <laughs> now yeah. I saw I saw on Instagram he was talking about it. It seems like all these actors have anxiety problems, which I mean doesn't surprise me in the spotlight. And he was talking about that, and he put it to good use this this time off and. He's uh, packed on probably a good 20 pounds of muscle. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, uh, speaking of characters that were adopted, segue, guys, Punky Brewster is back on the Peacock. Nice shoes. I remember that girl. I have two different feet. Why should I wear two different shoes? Still works? Newly single, professional photographer, used to be fun. I'm still fun. Here comes the dance. Can't stop! Won't stop! Okay, I'll stop. Raising three kids on my own, I'm barely keeping it together. It's time for me to focus on myself and my needs. Ooh, check you out. I am not ready to date again. Your father and I just broke up. (gasps) A fireman? Holy mackinoli. There's a little girl that needs a place to stay while Cherry finds her a home. Is the coast clear? You must be Izzy. But we all have to agree. No. Absolutely not. Okay, here's the thing. We're doing it. Morning, babe. Wait, what just happened? You're not supposed to be here. We're divorced. And don't call me babe. You called me babe. You still have a thing for him. We got no shame, no care. I want to focus on this family. I'm making pancakes. Jordan? I'm, I'm kind of excited for this. <laughs> I watched uh, the first three. Like, like, I, I just like that. Like, <laughs> I watched the first three episodes today, guys. And is it free or are you, are yeah. you a subscriber? No, no, it's free. I think so. Why oh, you got to pay? You got to pay for Bayside, but but Punky is free. Yeah, but uh, you get it. The first one was free for for. For Bayside, also. Yeah, the first one, but I uh, I think you can watch the whole season for free at Punky. Whoa! So I watched the first three today, 
and um you know we get we get the return of soul moon fry and uh the the i don't know her, cherry johnson uh she returns yeah. as cherry her best friend her best friend really yes Jeez. and she now uh we pick it up she's still living in henry's apartment of course he's passed on in real life what was her dog's name brandon her current dog's name is Brandy. <laughs> and uh um she has a she's recently divorced from Freddie Prinz Jr. and she they have a daughter, two adopted Brandy. sons, adopted sons, and we get introduced to a new character who is very pilot punky like named izzy izzy is a little girl who has been abandoned by her mother and is hanging out down at the uh finster hall guys remember finster hall where the place punky uh kept escaping and running away from and uh because sure. <laughs> because uh cherry runs that now and uh, um that's kind of who the story kind of the pilot of, uh, revolves around is Izzy and what's going to happen to her. And, um, it's very eighties, 1986 commie. I enjoyed it. And in, in a good way, it has, they could lay off the laugh track a little bit, but, um, she does a good job. Uh, it just feels like punky Brewster. Like, it's it's very a very believe I I thought the acting was going to be cruddy, especially after watching the first episode of uh, of Bayside, um, the reboot. I thought this doesn't stand a chance, but I found myself quickly into episode three, enjoying the whole storyline. It's just a fun family sitcom, uh, watch with your kids type of thing, and it introduces. It's very updated. Um, in a way that one of the, the younger boy that is adopted, um, they don't make a big, it's not a storyline thus far. They don't make a big deal about it, but he is very into, he has longer hair. He, um, he cares about, he, he's a little OCD, cares about his appearance. And, uh, just as a throwaway line, she, at one point, she's like, what's up with your eyes? He's like, oh, it's eyeliner. I'm trying it out. In another scene, he's in he's in his sister's room and he's painting his fingernails, and just you know, as it kind of gives a little line about like kids making fun of him, they don't understand why he does it, and he's he's just like I just like it. And then uh, in that same episode, Punky kind of tells her ex husband, who for some reason still hangs around um, because it's television, uh, that he has been experimenting. But they, you know, they're cool with it. They don't make a big deal about it. They don't reject it. So some more modern storytelling, you know, Punky, we, we, we've joked in the past about um, it was a lot of very special episodes and they dealt with, you know, uh, uh, some serious natured stuff back then. And I think they're just going to continue doing that. So I liked it. Release the ALF reboot. <laughs> Hashtag release the Alf reboot. That's what I want. Now, did they make any reference to what was his name, Gizmo, or something like that from the cartoon show? No. Oh my gosh. No. Yeah. But that's what they're doing. Yeah. But uh, do you guys remember Punky's Treehouse? It's still there, where they oh used boy. to hang out. So it was cute. I don't remember enough of. I mean, I watched some Punky Brewster back in the day. I'm sure I had a crush on her as a kid. Or I was going to say, yeah, that was probably but, my uh, first crush. But I don't remember any details. I can picture the apartment. You can you can actually go on Peacock and you can stream the original series. Mm. Um, I went back and watched the pilot uh, maybe like three weeks ago. Made, made my kids watch it um, just to kind of torture them one night. And... <laughs> So it was a little bit, uh, some of it was still kind of fresh in my, in my head. Um, she makes a reference in this new show about, uh, her first kiss being at camp, whatever. Do you guys remember the episode when they went to camp? 
No. Okay. Well. It's been a minute. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Punky's back and she's full of punky power. And okay, I wanna say something about this show. I sent you guys a message asking if you had seen the expanse. I don't know if we've ever brought it up before. I tried to watch it. It's a it was a book series, very popular science science fiction book series, um set in the future, you know, and they made it into a show. I don't know where, what it was on originally. It got canceled after a few seasons. Maybe was it three. On sci-fi, maybe it might have been. I honestly don't know. But then Prime picked it up, and and they made another season or two. So far, but anyway, it became a huge one of those where they people uh, were like voting or whatever, trying to bring it back. You know. A lot, probably some hashtags and stuff going around. I had never heard of it until uh, Green Ronin, um, that RPG company that makes some games I play, um, bought the rights to the book series. Go ahead, Jordan. Yeah, it looks like it was on Sci-Fi Network for the first three seasons, and then Prime four through six. Yeah. Okay. So they. Anyway, it they came out with an RPG of it that I bought and we played some of that at Gen Con and stuff. It's, but I tried watching the show because everybody was raving about it, you know, and saying, and fought to bring it back. Yeah, and, it's a big cult hit. I've had, I, I, I've yeah. heard a lot of people talk about it and the people who, if you, who like it really, really love it, who are re- really into it. Yeah. Well, I tried watching the first season and two or three times and could not make it through it. It just felt like a bunch of a mishmash of storylines, very, you know, uh, three or four different groups of people doing the different things that almost seemed unrelated the whole, whole season. As I was going, I think I watched like seven episodes by the time I was done and then just quit, could not get into it. And then somebody mentioned that, you know, you're almost there. If you just go a little further, get a little ways into the second season, you'll uh, be hooked. And I am. They were correct. Like you, basic the basic stories. It's far in the future. There we've settled Mars. There is people on Earth, people on Mars, and the Belters. Basically, the in between the people that live in space on space stations and asteroids and things like that. And just the politics involved. There's a crew of on a, you know, they have their spaceship and they they're doing missions and that's who your core group is. In the first season, you're seeing them. You're following Thomas Jane. That's his name, right? The Punisher. Uh, He, he is a detective in the belt and he an ex cop or whatever. And he's trying to find this girl and you're not really sure what's going on with that. He's getting clues that mean nothing to you. Then you're watching the politics of this one actress. I can't remember her name, but she's really great. She's on earth and she's, you know, kind of shady. You don't know whether she's good or bad or just, you know, a mix of both. And there's stuff going on on Mars. It's all, uh, Chad Johnson, um, who play, who was on Walking Dead, I think he played, was it Tyrese or what, what was his name? Yeah, he he's really good on this show. And there's like, seems to be like a group called the OPA, which are basically like a rebellion type thing. Uh, they, some consider them terrorists, but he's kind of involved with them. Just a lot of po- space politics, but the money what all the money is on the screen like it looks great it looks great and i think their mistake was and i'm sure it was just because they're basing it on the books but was it's so spread out and incoherent the first season but you have to watch it to because by the by the end of the season all of these things come together and as you begin the second season it really starts paying off 
every all these people that you didn't know how it tied together now everyone's focused on the same thing and it becomes a, a really great show so if you have any interest if it of in a space show that seems like it's not embedded in you know all this history like star trek or you know this is a totally new thing to most people so it kind of you kind of kind of take ownership of it like I, I really got invested pretty quick and it's it goes places that i was not expecting i th really think michael would like it i think anybody would like like it somewhat i, I started episode one today after you suggested it i would just say give it till the first few episodes of the second season and and you will be if you don't like it then you're not gonna like it yeah i've, I've heard comparisons to battlestar galactica yeah that sort of like you using sci-fi to tell you know some some you know, political stories or or you know a, a mystery stories that there's some good sci-fi stuff some great space battles that are very uh original you know, just things that e easy to follow. There's a new character introduced in the second season that people love, named Bobby Draper, and and it's just like they just keep adding things that all seem to make the show better. Really good effects, and yeah, I I it, I definitely recommend giving it a shot. NBC. Dropped in a couple of new sitcoms, which I'm I'm always on the lookout for a good sitcom, so I'm I'm always hoping to find the next great sitcom. I don't know if either of these are it, but uh, I, I watched them. Uh, the Young uh, Young Rock. Every hero has an origin story, but not a full mustache at age 15. It's The Rock's true life story. What's your name again? Tomas. Why'd you say your name was Tomas? Because it sounds way cooler than Dwayne. From then to now, things change just like that. When you dream big, the sky's the limit. I'll have your finest tequila. No. no. Fine, I'll have a vodka martini. No. no. Young Rock, February 16th on oh, Johnson yeah. show. Yeah. And Keenan, starring Keenan Thompson from SNL. So they aired back to back, and I I didn't see I I didn't really care about Young Rock, and I thought I was looking forward to Keenan, and I ended up liking Rock a lot better <laughs> than mm -hmm. Keenan. So, so the idea of the first one, he uh, Dwayne Johnson is running for president in 2032, and he's out on the campaign trail, and he's doing an interview with Randall Park, who is playing himself. He's like the host of a, a news show, and he keeps I you know I used to be an actor. It's like yeah, Randall, I remember. So like it's him telling his life story to Randall Park is the idea. So we get kind of three different eras. Uh, the one is when he's a kid, and it's during his dad's wrestling career. And the second one is him as a teenager, as a 15-year-old with a full mustache who everyone thinks he's an undercut. They think he's Johnny Depp from 21 Jump Street because he looks so much bigger than every kid in high school. And then the third era is him at college playing football in Miami. So it kind of it's him telling different stories from those three eras, a different a different kid actor playing him in each of those. Um, but especially if you're a wrestling fan of that era, there's a lot of flashbacks. Uh, his dad, the Soul Man Rocky Johnson, uh, was he was never the 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 biggest name, but he was right along with uh, they have an actor playing Junkyard Dog, mm -hmm. the Iron Sheik. The Wild Samoans are his uncles. Yeah. Uh, and there's an Andre. actor that plays Andre, Andre the Giant. And then it I shows want him, more of that. It shows yeah. him in the ring with uh, Roddy Piper and Ric Flair. So, yeah, if you're if you're a fan of that era of wrestling, there's a lot of throwbacks and references. And stuff. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, but I agree, Michael. Like the most interesting part for me was like with the uh, with all the old you know the actors playing all the old wrestlers. And yeah, see Thomas Howe. That was great. What? what? He's, not the, he's not the soul man. <laughs> <laughs> the one thing that, because I did not, I had no desire to watch this show, and, and Christy just kind of like forced me and made my eyes stay open for it. And I actually enjoyed all of it, mm -hmm. but I could have. She clockwork more. orange you. <laughs> she did. Wow. She I could have young done... rock oranged me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could have done without The Rock. Like, wow. he just needed to do a voiceover. Yeah. Like, 
it, the the whole thing about the presidency that was so retarded. That's, yeah, it, that's, that's basically that's basically he's just doing a voiceover, but they had they had to find some reason, which I don't think they did. But maybe it's a uh, foreshadowing. It's gonna run maybe. for president. But I I've watched the first two, and I've I've it's fine. I I don't know you know if I'll stick around for the whole season, but it 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 was enjoyable. He's he's a charming fellow, and it, it's been pretty funny. Um, then Keenan, it's basically he is a former kid actor, like he really was on Nickelodeon, really? and then he's he's a, uh, he's become a talk show host, on like a morning like Regis and Kathy Lee type show, and he is he's a single parent now. His wife passed away, so he has two young daughters that he's trying to raise as a single parent. Uh, his brother is Chris Red from Saturday Night Live. Uh, who's kind of the freeloading brother who's just always in his house eating his food. And his father-in-law is Don Johnson. So his his late wife's dad is now living with him to help raise the girls. And he's just kind of lounging around. It, it's, a, it's a very good character, a very funny character of like that, you know, the baby boomer who's just kind of like, you know, of a different era, you know, with child rate, tri- child rearing and that sort of thing. And Don Johnson's very good. But I don't know. It didn't. It didn't have the same kind of click. There wasn't. There were some good. There were some funny moments. Uh, a couple laughs, but it just. Uh, I don't know. I, I love Keenan. He can. He can make me laugh, just by making a face or you know just, you know, uh, one line of dialogue can crack me up on Saturday Night Live with him. But just uh, didn't. Again, What's up with that? Like... Uh, now see, this was the one that Christy didn't want to watch, and I forced her to watch it. <laughs> and. Because I actually I hate Keenan on at SNL. Like I think wow. he is the weakest link on that wow. show. Wow, I've wrong. never been a huge you've fan never been, either. You've been, never been more wrong in your life. <laughs> I have never liked him on that show. Like, like he just that show would not exist if he he saved that show. It's not. It's been a mess for years. But yeah. he is the only thing holding it together. I feel like he's been I, on that show forever. And, like, yeah. if you asked me, like, off the top of my head, like, hey, give me some Keenan Thompson characters, and I'd just be like, I have no idea. Uncle he's in, whatever? He's in every sketch. What's the Willie? Oh, Willie. <laughs> Uncle Willie, yeah. Oh, oh Willie. Willie. That's my favorite. That's yeah, my favorite. None of it ever. You know what they say, Willie? <laughs> <laughs> I can, I can watch... I could watch Willie like um, all of that. But that well, that's what I love about him is he doesn't have to be a character. He can just be a guy in a skit that's dying and he'll go, what are you talking about? And he'll make some face and it just make me laugh. And it's like, yeah. It's good. So. But I actually like this one. I thought it, it showed that he could actually, to me, that he could actually act and show some emotion because he is going through He's distraught from his wife passing away, and yeah, there, there's some I mean, serious, has good serious moments. Yeah, although now, I thought it really missed an opportunity. I think Chris Red is funny too, but why they didn't cast Kel Mitchell as his brother, I'll never understand. Like they could have had reunite Keenan and Kel on screen. What a man, forget Punky Brewster and Saved by the Bell. We need we need Keenan and Kel back. But the best part of this show was the ending. They showed the TV show that he was an actor on. <laughs> And he pay he played like a an adult kid that I mean I guess he was like he was still a kid but he looked like an adult and his mom actually turns out to be his wife that passed away and there was a lot of chemistry on the set and they're showing showing them trying she's trying to give him a kiss goodnight and it's getting very sexual <laughs> now that was funny hmm. So is he going to continue to be on Saturday Night Live? Also, do we know? Yeah, I, I, as far as I know. Hmm. Okay. Any, anybody got anything else interesting? I watched that Behind the Mask on Disney Plus. What is that? Coming out I haven't these... seen this. Well, they've had several of these Marvel comic based. Yeah docu-series mm-hmm. or specials this is about an hour long where they find some way to well i watched that whole series where they had like the eight episodes of uh i don't remember what that was called 616 where, yeah yeah which that's good yeah it was, it was just good. a bunch of 
bunch of behind the scenes, a lot about, you know, making comics and talking mm-hmm. to creators and going over the history of comics and mm-hmm. how it's dealt with a lot of political and racial issues and things like that. And this starts out trying trying to talk about secret identities, uh, the you know, what they mean, uh, what you know, just focusing on that, and it loses the thread so quickly, and it just turns into more of the exact same thing they've been doing. It is go talking about the history of comics and dealing with racial and political issues, and it. I mean, that is what it becomes. I don't even know. I don't know where they lost. I was like, what was this about? <laughs> like, it's fine. I like like yeah. that stuff. Yeah. I like, you know, I'm the target audience of that, but it has nothing to do with secret They could have just did a whole like episode on alliteration. Huh? I said they could have done a whole ep- just done yeah. the whole episode on alliteration. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I... I they could have done more with the secret identity stuff, but they just forgot what they're talking about. So I don't know. Hmm. It's fine. I watched Jexy. You watched what? Jexy. Does anybody remember Jexy? That was uh, a very movie that. Um, a very movie think... called something that... we don't know what you're saying. Well, it's got horrible reviews. Spell I'm that word. To... I'm trying. I'm trying to think of the actor, but Jexy? anyway, yeah, J E X I. Oh, it was a movie that came out last year where he gets a brand new cell phone, and the AI in it is corrupt, and it starts like bad mouthing him, and like he, she, she is just like this is that one guy that was on Modern Family. Yes, yes, that guy. What guy? Mike um, and Dave get married or something like that. Yeah. Oh, um, uh, from workaholics. And, yeah, and b- basically the phone like just treats him like crap, and he like tries to to get a new phone, and she like goes over to that one also, and she's like, he's like, why are you doing this? And she's like, I control your bank accounts, I control everything. And he's like, how can you do this? She's like, because you you accepted the terms of agreement, and I mean, it is actually like we we really enjoyed it. We thought it was funny. It had some nice enduring, like, um, quirky parts to it. And, like, the um, the actress that, that plays his love interest, like, I mean, she, I, I said to Christy, I said, she looks like a, a normal normal woman. Like, he would date. They didn't get some kind of, you know, thin model to, to play the female lead. And, I mean, it made it for a much better story, but... It, it actually, for all the bad reviews it got, I I liked it. I like that guy. So what is this? Adam Devine. Yes. What, what Alexandra is... Alexandra Ship as the lady, Michael Pena, and Rose Byrne as the voice of Jesse. Hmm. What was this? And it had a. Uh, it was a movie. No. What was it? Netflix, HBO. Christy. It was Christy a very got movie. The, it was Christy bought the DVD because it was only like three bucks. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was like a Blu-ray. Yeah, it's, so, it's, but, it's on Hulu right now. And it had um, uh, the guy from This Is Us that used to play Green Arrow. Was it Justin Jason? Hartley? Justin Hartley. He was on it for a little bit. Yeah, um, it's got Ron Funches. Yeah, it had a lot of uh, big, bigger names in it. Huh. I hadn't heard of it, but okay. Well, now you have. Yeah. Go watch Jexy. Well, we did it. Jexy's Midnight Runners. A very movie. (laughs) Very movie of its time. (laughs) All right, so that's not going to win us any awards. I, no, no, I'm not saying I didn't enjoy the past hour, but I don't know that it's, you know. I didn't know we were recording. It's not our best. <laughs> so if you're just tuning in for the first time, I swear we do better. Some people Stick just around. like to listen to people. We, we yeah. just like, we're talking about what we watch. Some people like to hear that. They want to hear 
They're like Michael when he was a kid, didn't have any friends that would talk about comics, comics. with him. Yeah. Now, now the, there's somebody out there like Michael with no friends and wants to <laughs> pretend that he's sitting with us talking. <laughs> like we let Michael. Wow. My mic been on this whole time. <laughs> Say again? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm clock, clockwork on you, bitch. <laughs> You'll be watching Jexy. <laughs> wow. All right. All right. Well, hey, that was fun. Something. Sign us off. Count us down there. <laughs> I'm not allowed to anymore. So. Yeah, Jordan's on strike. I'm waiting. Jordan's like, oh, if I don't get to bring us in, I am not taking yeah. us out. Well, I guess I'm Clockwork Orange, Michael K. Eason. <laughs> uh. Goodbye. My name is Jordan Lowe. Cliff Barnes. Seth, bye forever. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is intended for entertainment and information purposes only sounds, music, and clips played during the podcast are property of copyright holders. All original content is property of www.udamwithkpp.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and leave a comment. Kapow! The Pop Cultured Podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, and wherever podcasts can be found. You can connect with us through social media on Facebook, YouTube, at the Kapow Podcast on Twitter, or email the show, Kapow, the Pop Cultured Podcast at gmail.com. If you really want to go the extra mile, please sign up to be a patron through the Podbean app or our website, www.udamwithkpp.com, to receive special content and early access to some episodes. We are grateful to anyone that chooses to contribute but please know that most of our content will always remain free, so please continue to like, comment, and share.